and pro. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Nostradamus is at it again. The Jerusalem Post brings Nostradamus back to our remembrance. 450 years ago, he published a book called The Prophecies, and uh, quite frankly, uh, So many over the years have thought that Nostradamus had actually had a handle on everything until the second coming of Christ. Well, I'm not going to go through all of the so-called things that people are reading into his so-called prophecies that are not specific about anything in particular, but we are going to take a look at what is more specific and in particular today. In fact, we're going to take a look at the troubling times that are ahead and urge you to prepare your heart and your home. It's not that uh, we're trying to look at things in a negative way, but we're trying to look at things in a realistic way, in a biblically honest way. That's true. In a biblically honest way. It's not about the power of positive thinking. It's about true thinking looking at things the way God looks at them, and we know how God looks at them because he told us in his word. So today we're not looking at biblical prophecy per se. What we're looking at is the projection of trying times and what that is going to look like. We have a whole raft of articles here on the broadcast desk today that will help us to understand where things are and where they are heading on many different fronts. Many different fronts. So, as Charles Dickens once said in his famous book, The Tale of Two Cities, which if you have not read, you need to read, he said it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. You've heard that before, and we repeat it again. Yes, these are the best of times in one sense because, well, Life is easier in most respects than it's ever been. And so we have more seeming prosperity in general than ever before, more free time than ever before. But on the other hand, we have a lot of other things that are countermanding those things that are, well, taking us back into ancient pagan thinking. So, yes, it was. it is the best of times. The opportunities that you and I have to be uh, light and salt amid ever-darkening, an uh, ever-darkening world. You can hear the thunder. You can hear the rolling thunder uh, around you. But there are opportunities. You and I have a tremendous opportunity to be and become the people that God ordained for us to be and become for such a time as this. You, my friend, were called to the kingdom for such a time as this. You were called to live in this most astounding time in human history. That's a privilege. Apparently, God thought that you would be able to handle it. Apparently, God thought that you would be the perfect person to fulfill a particular need uh, in a variety of different situations 
for this unique moment in history as we prepare our hearts and our homes for the return of the promised one, Jesus Christ. So, I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, uh, your host, and as always, it's conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. If the talk doesn't transform, we're wasting our time. We're not here just to provide information, or we provide vast amounts of information, in many respects, more than you'll find almost anywhere else. On the other hand, it's not just about the information. In fact, information without transformation leads to progressive frustration, stagnation, and ultimately, in many cases, termination. And we don't want that, do we? No, we want change that we can believe in. We want lives that count for the kingdom. We want to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. We don't want to be lollygagging around. We don't want to be counting our blessings and doing nothing. We don't want to be twiddling our spiritual thumbs. We want to be about the master's business. Jesus said to his mother and his father at the age of 12, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? So those words echoed to you and to me. Don't you know that you and I must be about our father's business? Now, what is the secret to moving from information to transformation? As we say so often and historically here on this program, it's application. Application. But that's where the fur flies. That's where trouble, where the rubber meets the road, that's where trouble begins in the minds and hearts of we the people, particularly Christians, because, well, quite frankly, we just don't want to hear what we don't want to hear, do we? That's human nature. We don't want to hear what we don't want to hear. Just tell me something nice. Just make me feel better for today. That's what Oprah Winfrey said. She said, that's the reason why anybody would go to church. Make me feel better. Don't challenge me. Don't don't bring me to a place of conviction. No, I go to feel better. Well, I hope you feel better when you leave this program in one sense, but not always because I want you to be better and not just feel better. Jesus didn't come to make us feel better. He came to make us better and to give us a hope and a purpose and a promise leading in every area of our lives. And certainly that would be appropriate for us as we launch into a new year, 2023. So here we go. The year 2022 ended the American unipolar era. An interesting article that came from the Russian Times and uh, it's not particularly about Russia. It just is an article that came, an analysis that came from the Russian Times. And there are many good articles that come in the Russian Times. It's not Pravda. This is not a, a, a newspaper that or Internet that is run by the Russian government, per se. So I want to share with you some of the thoughts here uh, as we move forward. This is more in a geopolitical sense a larger overarching sense. The year 2022 has come to an end. It's been a year which has been has significant consequences for the future of global geopolitics and will be remembered as such in the history books. It marked the closing of three decades of American unipolarity. In other words, in which America 
had the dominant role throughout the world. It began with the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991 and forced uh, through a new multipolar, multipolar world consisting of numerous competing great powers. While the USR fell in 1991, the U.S. entered a period of unprecedented dominance, whereby it finalized its position as the global hege- uh, hegemon, and as such, it had free reign to shape the global order to its liking. Across every continent, as it sought to implement what George H.W. Bush described as the new world order in the making. So where has that led? Where does that lead us today as we launch into the year 2023? Well, perhaps it will help us to understand what else is going to be going on in 2023. Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Well, the end of the Cold War in 1991 with the fall of the Soviet Union was referred to by one philosopher as the end of history. The U.S., during that period, did not seek to counter states such as Russia or China precisely because we believed, at least initially, that those states were on a predetermined path to westernization and liberalization. And as such, the U.S. actively promoted that kind of globalization. So George Herbert Walker Bush did it, and uh, then uh, we know that uh, George W. Bush did it, and in a sense... Uh, Barack Obama did it, and now, even the more so, Joe Biden. But where is it going? Was that an inevitability that we would be able to spread American democracy and westernization throughout the world? It appears not. So we fast forward now to this year, and the last remnants of those premature hopes that had been swept away in 2022. Russia's military operation in Ukraine uh, proved to be a decisive turning point, which represented the final break from the world established by the fall of the USSR. The main catalyst of this shift was the U.S. itself, which no longer liked what the globalization it was championing was now providing. So we as the U.S. tried to launch uh, ever more deeply and more broadly NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, as an extension of uh, the United States. The reality of the U.S. is the one that has actively dismantled, though, the post-Cold War, uh, 1991, international order precisely because as the Russian Times says, the U.S. believes that it's now come at the expense of American power. As the U.S. tries to reclaim its hegemony, other countries are subsequently forced to increase their national capabilities and strategic autonomy to prevent themselves from being dominated. So this has created new arms races, 
new technology races, and also the expansion of blocks alternate to the West, such as BRICS, uh, the Shanghai Cooperation and, uh, Organization, and, and, and so many others, which, by the way, are about creating alternative economies to the U.S. dollar. The world now increasingly resembles what it looked like before 1914, or even worse, before 1939. A plethora of nations scrambling for influence while the U.S. strives to maintain its hegemony. The year 2022 will stand as a definitive moment of change. The new world is an increasingly uncertain arena of geopolitical conflict, making it less stable, more divided than at any point since the end of the Second World War. This isn't a new Cold War as such. It's the great new game. Wow. Very potent and uh, prescient observations, I think. Uh, Whether you agree with everything that was said, there's a lot of truth there. And it's hard for us to see that as Americans here. Uh, we receive so much uh, in different kinds of news and information. And it's hard to put the dot, uh, uh, connect the dots and make it all fit together. So what we're trying to do here on Viewpoint today is to help us to see the bigger picture of where we're heading now in 2023. Now that just is a geopolitical picture. But there are so many other aspects to this that are going to help all of us realize if there was ever a time that we need to prepare our hearts and our homes, it's now. We can't put it off. We can't put it off because it's happening so rapidly. I have a grandson who's in the world of technology, and uh, he's preparing for electrical engineering and uh, he's very intuitive, very insightful, and uh, actually is somewhat of an inventor in his own right. And he was commenting to uh, his grandfather and grandmother the other day that even as he seeks to develop new technology and new applications, it seems like it's almost impossible because technology is moving so rapidly. You just can't keep up with it. It's just moving that rapidly. Everything is going at breakneck speed. So there are troubling times ahead, and they're moving at breakneck speed. The Jerusalem Post reported that New York Governor Kathy Hochul has signed a bill legalizing human composting. Yes, human composting. That seems to be the moving deal now. In other words, grind up dead bodies. No more respect for the dead. No more respect for the corpse. Grind them up. The process is called natural organ reduction. And it involves placing a corpse in a sealed container with organic materials like alfalfa, straw, or sawdust. So then the container is attached to an HVAC system, and the remains are left to decompose for 30 days. Then the contents are filtered for inorganic material, and bones are broken down, and then placed back into the container for another 30 days, according to the report. Sounds interesting, huh? Isn't that so exciting? Then the remains are broken down by microbes, and the soil is returned to the family of the deceased, and they could use it to plant 
trees or flowers or vegetables. A warm and cuddly feeling, right? New York is the sixth state of the U.S. to legalize the burial method. That's where it's going. But why is it going that way? Well, it's going that way because we have less and less respect for humanity. Less and less respect for the human being as made in the image of God. Why not just grind up the bodies? Why not just allow them to lay out and deteriorate? I mean, after all, they're just animals anyway. That's what the evolutionists have to come to. Just animals. We're just advanced animals. So uh, there's no big deal. No need for burial. No need for any, any kind of respect whatsoever. Just get rid of that refuse. That's the attitude. And quite frankly, it's consistent with the attitude of the billionaire club in a bid to curb overpopulation, where America's richest people have met to discuss ways of tackling what they call a disastrous environmental, social, and industrial threat. So some of America's leading billionaires met secretly to consider how their wealth could be used to slow the growth of the world's population and speed up improvements in health and education. The philanthropists who attended a summit convened on the initiative of Bill Gates, the Microsoft co-founder, discussed joining forces to overcome political and religious obstacles to change. Described as the good club by one insider, it included David Rockefeller Jr., the patriarch of America's wealthiest dynasty, Warren Buffett, and George Soros, the financiers Michael Bloomberg, the mayor of New York, and the Beagle moguls Ted Tuner and Oprah Winfrey. And they were going to give away more than 45 billion pounds back in 1996 to cause ranging from health programs in developing countries to ghetto schools near to the home. But the reason? Overpopulation. We've got to get rid of the people. Bill Gates says we have to get rid of two-thirds of the population on the planet. Since the population is approximately 8 billion now, that means at least 2.5 billion people have to be eradicated from the planet. So, CBS 60 Minutes opened 2023 by airing a segment about the dangers of population growth featuring biologist Paul Ehrlich who has long predicted societal collapse and disaster due to high population. He's a Stanford University professor and said humanity is not sustainable and reiterated his concerns that the planet's human population was crowding out the natural environment. So it's all about the environment and not about the people. Notice the emphasis, the environment or nature, not people. God created Nature for people. He didn't create people for nature. He didn't create nature in his image. He created people, mankind, in his image. But now the world has a very, very different viewpoint, an increasingly different viewpoint. It was that viewpoint that also, uh, since 1973, advanced the cause of abortion, where 65 
million babies in America alone since 1973 were butchered at the hands of people who did not value human life. They valued their own uh, power perks position and uh, uh, whatever uh, good feelings that they could accomplish, whatever agendas they could accomplish without children. Children were an excess. So, according to Mr. Ehrlich, who was brought on 60 Minutes to open 2023, to Maynard Lifestyles, humanity is just not sustainable. We need more Earths if we're going to do that. So he's predicting mass starvation, environmental collapse. Of course, he's been doing that for the past 40 years. So... This, however, is setting the mind and heart set, friends, for the future. This is one of the reasons why Bill Gates wanted the entire world to be vaccinated. And still does. But the kind of vaccination that he wants is far beyond anything that we've experienced to date. Oh, yeah, he wanted everybody to get the COVID jabs. But way beyond that, friends, and speaking of the COVID jabs, another National Football League star has collapsed, a healthy athlete, right on the field during a Monday night football, January 2nd, the Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, collapsed. Why did he collapse? Well, He had the jab. Why are all these other athletes collapsing? And the average year's age of these is 23. Really? This is, friends, the trajectory for 2023 and beyond. The collapsing of our young through the COVID jab as it increasingly through the spike protein that multiplies and destroys the protection that God created for us and replaces it with an alternative immune system. While at the same time introducing the clotting of blood in massive ways. That's where we are. It's moving very rapidly. We're going to see more and more of it. And perhaps you did not know that because of that, the life expectancy in America and around the world is diminishing, diminishing rapidly. Something you need to be aware of. In fact, another article calls it a deadly new killer making COVID look like a teddy bear. A new killer. Yeah. The jab and its increasing effects. It's increasing effects upon humanity. Killing younger Americans, killing younger people all over the world. They call it the sudden death syndrome. Driving down life expectancy. And excess deaths took off after the COVID jab rollout. And they're trying to hide the data that are proving it. 
Now, more than one in four Americans believe they know someone who died from a COVID injection. Not who suffered an adverse reaction, but who died from a COVID injection. One in four, actually 28%. 28% of American adults say they personally know of someone whose death may have been caused by the side effects of the COVID shots. So that's something we need to be aware of. These are the trajectories, friends. That's the trajectory of health now. We're not talking about cancer. We're not talking about uh, heart disease by itself. We're not talking about tuberculosis. We're not talking about these things that have uh, caused problems in the past. No, the COVID injection has far superseded in seriousness, not only in the last year or two, but in the years to come. And has America shed her values? There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and we're launching into a new year here with hope and with expectation. We want to be uh, doers of the word and not just hearers only. We want to have a vision for the future, a godly vision for the future. We want our lives to count uh, for the kingdom. But all of that is in the context of the trajectory of our times. Troubling times ahead. Indeed, uh, most everything that is coming through, all of the information sources is confirming that there are very troubling times ahead. That 2022 was a year of transition, a significant transition geopolitically, and also uh, 21-22 with regard to the COVID jab and health And uh, so now we want to take a look at uh, some other dimensions of these changes and what we're to should be looking at. Dennis Prager, a wonderful commentator, uh, has come out with an article in the World Tribune. He said, having shed its values, America has become the greatest exporter of destructive ideas. Now, his article is not all negative. He says... I still believe that America is the best country in the world, but it's rapidly changing. He goes on to say that America has a war on truth. Science and children has rendered America increasingly an outlier in the Western world. 
He said the most obvious example of America in decline is the perverse American doctrine surrounding transgender issues, the sex gender of any individual, men giving birth, men who say they are women, may compete in women's sports and physicians in children's hospitals, or right to surgically cut off the healthy breasts of young women and even girls who say they are boys. It's all a revelation of the perverseness that has been adopted in America in a very general and broad way. He calls it America's war on truth. He said it's interesting because more and more European countries are rejecting the perverse words, uh, worlds of Yale and virtually every other American university of the New York Times and virtually every other mainstream left-wing media. Interesting. So we're not going to dwell on that, but it is true. He's absolutely right. America is shedding its values. We sing the song, America, America, God shed his grace on us and crown our good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Well, how can he do that? Grace is God's enabling power for us to do his will, not his overlooking our rebellion and sin. So God's grace actually is being repudiated in America from coast to coast. We used to talk about from sea to shining sea. Now it's from not so shining sea. Something dramatic has happened. Pride, power, perks, position, prosperity has taken over in our minds and our hearts and turned our hearts away from the God who made and preserved us a nation. And so that's a major aspect for us in America. Now, we know about these things on the one hand, but we need to be even more consciously aware of them because, friends, as uh, uh, the Republican lawmaker Mark Rubio uh, said, our schools have become a cesspool of Marxist indoctrination. That's right. Our schools have become a sex, a cesspool of Marxist indoctrination. Now, guess where that article had to be published? From the Russian Times. Why would the Russian Times present an article from Senator Marco Rubio concerning our cesspool of Marxist indoctrination? Because it's very hard to get something like that published in America. Did you know that? They don't want to hear it. Just don't want to hear it. So you go wherever you can get the information out. Critical race theory, destroying our country, our universities, our colleges, and uh, completely setting people against each other intentionally, all the while crying for racial healing. It's a war against healing, friends. It's not a war for healing. It's a war against healing. To steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus was right when he said, The thief cometh but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what we need to be looking at 
in preparing our hearts and our homes. But we have to do it with intention, friends. It doesn't just happen. These things, to for us today, moms and dads and grandparents, we cannot just take casually the things that are happening around us and say, oh, well, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future is not mine to see, que sera, sera. No, that's not the attitude of a Christian. The attitude of a true Christian is, I'm going to do what God wants me to do to raise my children in a godly way. I'm not going to just take them to church. I'm going to take the time and effort necessary to teach them, to instruct them in the ways of righteousness. I'm not just going to teach them Bible stories. I'm going to apply the Word of God in their lives day after day after day and look for opportunities when they uh, lie down, when they rise up, when we sit down for our meals, when we're walking by the way, when we're driving in our cars. I'm going to do everything that I can. Are you doing that? If you're not, the Holy Spirit is trying to get a hold of you, even at this moment. There's a shaking that has to go on in our minds and our hearts. Everything else is being shaken, but we God wants to shake us up into uh, a place of righteousness. And so we go on. Looking at the troubling times and preparing our hearts and our homes. Now, one way that we can prepare our hearts and homes, fathers is that we can be the fathers that God wants us to be. God didn't command you to watch football every Monday night. God didn't command you to watch the basketball games every whenever they are, or any other games, or to play this, that, or the other. He didn't command you to do any of those things. I didn't say it was evil or wicked, but it could be if you're using those things to avoid doing what God wants you to do. So what does God want you to do? He wants you to prepare your children, your sons and your daughters. He wants you to be a genuine father, not a sperm donor, but a genuine father. He wants you to be the spiritual leader of your home. Your wife wants you to be the spiritual leader of your home. The number one call of Christian women for the past 25 years is why can't or won't my husband be the spiritual leader of our home? So you want to do something about what's going on in your world? That's what God calls you to do. And so we prepared a book, Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. A couple of years ago, I was asked to speak to a gathering of women. It ended up being all black women. I was surprised all black women. And as I spoke, I had all kinds of affirmative comments coming from these women. Amens and affirmation. Why? Because their husbands are not being the spiritual leaders of their home. Neither are white fathers. So this book is unlike any other book on fathering. Yes, it encourages us to be with our sons and our daughters, to do good things with them. We can do fun things with them, but that's not what God called us to do. God never called us to do fun things, which are okay. 
he called us to do to train them in the ways of the Lord. Well, how do I do that? Dads say, I don't know how to do that. So they punt and they give that journey over to the mothers. That's what mothers are complaining about. My husband won't lead our family. He won't lead our children. He has no spiritual vision. He just, he, he says, I don't know how to do it. You do it. Okay. So this book was written to help dads catch a vision. And it will, if you read it with your heart, from your heart, hearts of the fathers leaving a legacy that lasts. It's a, uh, $23 hardbound book. Here's for $18 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. I hope you'll get a hold of it and read it from your heart. Just read it a little bit at a time every day. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will inspire you in ways that you never thought possible. Hearts of the Fathers, leaving a legacy that lasts. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. I don't think it's on Amazon. We had problems with Amazon a few years ago, and uh, they we're not conducting themselves appropriate with regard to our books and so on. Uh, our most recent uh, books are there. Uh, Messiah and uh, Antichrist. Those are there. But before that, I cannot assure you that these are, but you can get them on our website, saveus.org. So here's the next one. The Jerusalem Post again, says, why is the Palestinian Authority and Jordan so worried about what happens on the Temple Mount? And they, and they, indeed they are. If you're not keeping track of what's going on in there in Israel, I'm here to tell you that the Temple Mount is becoming more and more of a trouble spot. In fact, Biden himself came out and repudiated and uh, Uh, rebuked Israel for allowing somebody to go up on the Temple Mount. This is a big deal. A very big, and it's going to become bigger, friends. And I'll tell you why when we get back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. We were talking about the Temple Mount and... uh, 
serious, serious accusations arising with regard to even threatening world war as a result of the Temple Mount. But th- we, we would expect this because the Temple Mount is the most precious, priceless 37 acres on the planet. Every politician, every prime minister and president, uh, popes and so on, they all know that the Temple Mount is the premier spot. They believe, whether you do or not, they believe that it incorporates and brings together ultimate power on the planet. Both geopolitical and spiritual and weds it all together so that he who rules the Temple Mount is deemed to rule the world. Now, we just had a pope who passed away. However, if you were aware of the writings of the popes, you would know that it is written in the Vatican archives that The Pope is deemed to rule the world from Jerusalem, not from the Vatican, from Jerusalem. I wonder why. You see, there is a movement afoot in our world to move inexorably toward becoming king of the mountain. Ruling and reigning from the Temple Mount, for it is said that he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. But it's also said that he that controls the energy rules the world. So you could say that he who controls the energy will ultimately control the Temple Mount and will rule the world. Now you can perhaps understand why energy now in 2023 is going to be a penultimate issue. It's not just about Europe being able to avoid cold weather. It's not just about Ukrainians being able to avoid cold weather. It's a much, much bigger issue than that. It's about ruling the world, friends. We're in a period that is called the great game. That's how geopoliticians and uh, petroleum engineers have viewed this current season with regard to energy and petroleum. The great game. If you don't have a copy of my book, King of the Mountain, you need to get it, friends, in order to understand the dynamics of this push now. It's been going on since creation and before, and now it's coming to a head. This year is going to see it move even more rapidly toward the end of the age. The book, King of the Mountain. The epic end-time battle. It's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us again at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, if you get a couple of books, then... The first book is $5 postage and handling, and each successive book is $2 more. 
So it's not $5 for each one. Okay, why do I mention these books? Not because we're trying to sell books, but because we're trying to get a message out. That's the whole purpose. That's why we're on the air. I don't receive a dime and never have. For the 27 and a half years we've been on the air, all the hours of preparation, the hours together with you, the hours of responding to people's inquiries and so on, no, it's not about money. It's about a message. God didn't call me to make money. He called me to deliver a message. That's what we're doing. I know it sounds a little weird out there. The other day I spoke to someone who was involved in ministry, and it was I, I saw the questioning eyes when I, I said, you know, we, we don't make any money from this. We're not even trying to. Not one person is paid a salary or any other income from the donations that you make to Save America Ministries. It all goes to delivering the message. I know it sounds strange, but that's the way it is. And God provides for us in other ways. That is personally. But he relies on you to provide to get the message out. And that's why we need your support and your prayers. So the Temple Mount is a critical thing. And we're going to see it even more so in this year. Uh, Soon, very soon, we're going to see someone emerge uh, as the uh, the troubling times, the time of uh, Jacob's trouble moves ever uh, closer. We're going to see uh, the Temple Mount increasing in the focus internationally to the point where ultimately there will be a rebuilt temple. I happen to believe that that's going to be the initial indication of who is emerging as the Antichrist. So, uh, I didn't say, thus saith the Lord. I said, I happen to believe that. All right, and we move forward. Technocracy, technology, the academic backing of technocracy. This is a big deal, a very big deal, because, as I wrote in the latest book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, there is a movement, a serious, serious movement, to use science as salvation through technocracy, technology. And when you read that book, that chapter, chapter 13 of my book, Messiah, it is going to shake you to the foundations. Yeah. you it, The quotes that come from renowned scientists and uh, technological wizards are amazing. And they tell you without a doubt that they are seeking to become God and want you to become God along with them. This is one of the counterfeit messiahs that is being presented and why Jesus warned of the great deception that was going to take place on this planet just before he comes. Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, $22 on our website, saveus.org. $22 on our website, saveus.org. 
It helps us to understand. That book will help you to understand the trajectory of our times, why they're going to be so troubled ahead as we move toward the blessed hope of the church, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Do you see that as the blessed hope? You don't? You see, even though there are troubled times ahead, the Bible still calls the second coming of Christ the blessed hope of the church. That means that you and I are required to prepare our hearts and our homes. We're supposed to take this seriously. You might want to go back and read the Gospels again, what Jesus says about preparing. He doesn't leave anything to the imagination. His message is not just love one another. If you really love your children, you'll prepare them. Pastors, if you really love your congregation, you'll prepare them for the tough times that are ahead. You won't just be giving them sweet nothings in order to grow your congregation. You'll actually give them what God wants them to have, spiritual vitamins and minerals instead of the uh, sugar stuff that you've been delivering them. Then we have the energy crisis. We've talked about that being engineered for evil purposes, for control. And then, did you know that just recently in not-so-jolly-old England, a woman was standing on the street praying quietly in her mind, and police officers came up to her and asked her what she was doing. They asked her if she was praying. She says, why? What what do you? So they prosecuted her. They arrested her for a thought crime. That is, she was praying in her mind to God. That was too much for the police in the U.K., If you think that's an isolated thing, friends, in 2023, it's going to multiply all over the planet, including the U.S. Already is. At the legal point, they call them thought crimes. It's not what you say. It's not what you do. It's what you think. And you dare not think other than what the world wants you to think. Then in addition to that, Israel condemned and the Palestinians welcomed this last Saturday United Nations General Assembly vote, asking the International Court of Justice to provide an opinion on legal consequences of Israel's occupation of the Palestinian territories. So, what's this about? The United Nations is demonstrating, just as the Bible said it would, that the nations would rise up against Israel and condemn Israel. And Jesus said, even if all the nations rise up against Israel, I'm going to destroy them. And I'm going to bring them into the Valley of Jehoshaphat and judge them there for what they're doing with my people. It's growing, friends. 
Just as the Bible, the prophets said was going to happen, it is happening and just happened again this last Friday or Saturday, the Friday vote. Yeah. The whole world, 196 nations coming against Israel. You can't operate in that land. You don't own that land. They've been there for eons. God ordained that land for Israel. He made the promise through Abraham, reaffirmed it in Isaac, and confirmed it in Jacob. But it doesn't matter to the nations of the world because they have their own viewpoint, and it's not God's viewpoint. That's why we're going to be in deep trouble, troubling times ahead. Then China's rolling out its first national digital asset or marketplace. Did you know that? The first state-backed non-fungible token marketplace as it continues to embrace blockchain technology, according to media reports. Oh, my dear friend, this is monumental. It is very likely that 2023 will see the serious eradication of currency as we know it in America and around the world and the beginning of the introduction of digital money. When that happens, you'll have no control whatsoever over that which you think is yours. The government will be your mommy and your daddy to tell you what you can spend and how you can spend it or how you can't. And then finally, former Senator Brownback came on Monday on television and said Christian persecution is at an all-time high. And he's right. This is moving very quickly. You don't see as much of it in America yet. But it's happening. When police in the UK arrest a woman for praying in her quietly in her mind, not even with her lips, you know that persecution, major persecution is on the way. People get ready. Jesus is coming soon. We'll be coming home. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint today. I hope this has been helpful. You may not have wanted to hear it, but the positive side of it is God wants us to prepare. Prepare your heart and your home. What will you do in 2023? Really, what will you do? Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friend, send your gifts by faith to save America Ministries. Do it today. Don't delay. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.